Hey, pop punk enthusiasts. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. So you've probably noticed just from that intro that my voice is rough, but I still wanted to give you guys an episode this week because I didn't give you one last week and that was because I was following water parks on their property tour in the U.S. and oh my gosh, you guys, it was absolutely incredible. I wouldn't trade the experience for the world. I basically packed up my bags, hopped in the car with three of my friends and We followed them to four of their tour dates here in the Midwest, and I had the best week ever, you guys. Like, my voice shows it. I went so hard at every single one of these shows. I had such a blast with the band, with my friends, and it was just the most incredible experience. Now, I'm going to give you a full breakdown and review of the property tour from Water Parks, but... Before that, I wanted to give a little bit more of an introduction into this week's episode. I'm so excited to be sitting down with you guys today. I've really missed doing this. I had a lot of fun, obviously, on vacation and following the tour, but I did miss being home and I did miss being creative in this sense. So it's really nice to be back here with you guys again. If you're new here, hi, my name is Sydney. Obviously, my voice does not sound like this all the time. It is usually a little bit higher than this. Whenever I get like sick or lose my voice a little bit, it gets super low. So this is how I sound right now. It's nice to meet you. I'm glad you're here. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're part of the Pop Punk promo family. It is so good to have more and more of you here every single day. I created this podcast with the intention of promoting small artists in the scene and women queer, non-binary, minorities, all of those categories in the scene. So that's my general focus. If that's something you're interested in, if you want to find a brand new artist to support and to become your brand new obsession, you know, right from the get-go before they have a lot of fans, this is absolutely the podcast for you. A question you might be wondering is how do I find all of these artists to support and promote on the podcast? Well, luckily, with the power of the internet, that is a huge tool I use to find these artists. Some of them I find on TikTok. Some of them I find on Instagram. Some of them reach out to me in my DMs and say, hey, Sydney, I love what you're doing. Is there any way I can get on the podcast? And of course, 95% of the time I say yes, unless I'm already super booked out. But if you have a small band that you are trying to get promoted and you want some coverage on, please feel free to send me a DM, send me an email at poppunkpromo at gmail.com and I will get back to you and we can hopefully set up a featured artist interview. Another way that I find some of the artists that I promote is simply from going to shows. I go to a lot of shows, you guys. This is part of the reason I started the podcast. I just love music so much. I love live entertainment. I love going to shows and With most shows come openers, and a lot of the times, I don't know the people who are opening for my favorite bands ahead of the shows, so I go, I watch them perform, I fall in love with them and their character, who they are, so a lot of the times, I'll walk up to the merch booth, I'll give them some stickers and introduce myself, and then I'll ask for interviews that way, so... If you are opening for a larger band, if you're opening for any band and I happen to come across you, I will probably walk up to you and ask if I can interview you, especially if you are a woman in the scene, if you are queer, non-binary, if you are a minority, 
any of those categories, I will likely come up to you if you spark an interest with me. And that's exactly what I've been doing. It's been so fun. And growing up, I was very shy. I didn't really like talking to other people very much. I never had a problem making friends or anything, but I was just one to always be very reserved. And I still tend to be that way sometimes. But honestly, talking to people about music is what gets me out of my box and out of my shell. And I really love introducing myself to musicians and asking them if I can interview them for the podcast. It's just been so incredible for me. It fills me with so much joy and I really really love doing this and sharing the incredible music that others make with all of you. I love showing the world what kind of incredible musicians there are out there that don't necessarily get all the spotlight that some of the other bands do. If you ever see me at a show and recognize me please feel free to come up and say hello I would love to chat with you. I have been so much more open to chatting with people as I've gotten older and into my 20s and all of that. I really just love sharing music with people and sharing experiences that everyone has and how everyone views music differently. The most magical part of music to me is how differently everyone perceives it. Like one song might be completely different for me than it is for someone else. And I just think that's absolutely beautiful. I've always been one to make deep connections with the music that I listen to. I love understanding the lyrics. I love understanding where the artist was coming from when they wrote the song. I love breaking down the instrumentals. I just love feeling it in literally every single way. And I feel like going to shows has really enhanced that feeling for me because I get to share those feelings with hundreds of other people in the same room. And honestly, about... 75% of the friends that I have right now are all people I've met through shows in some way, shape, or form. And it's honestly just the most beautiful thing. And I love sharing music so incredibly much. I'm definitely feeling a little emotional this week because, like I said, I spent the last week touring with Water Parks, and they are my all-time favorite band ever. There are so many reasons I love them so much, and I will dive into that a little bit more in my news segment, but they just make me feel so connected to music and the people around me in so many different ways, and it's just so beautiful. So even if Water Parks is not your favorite band, even if you don't like their music, I encourage you to find a band, an artist, something that you cherish so deeply and that connects you with everyone around you and to yourself. I encourage you to find at least one artist that makes you feel that way because even if you're not a deep music lover, at least you think you don't, I guarantee you there is at least one artist or one song or one album that you can connect deeply and spiritually with and that is something that is so special to me and so important. So if there's not any music that you really are like super into, I encourage you this week to find one song, one album, one band that you really love and that you can just dive into and indulge yourself in because honestly, that feeling is so important and so, so crucial to my life. And I really hope that you can feel the same way. I am a true believer that music is one of the biggest things in life that everyone can connect through in some way, whether it be through lyrics, through the instrumental, through how the song makes you feel or what it means to you, 
I know music can bring us together in ways that we don't even realize until it happens. So I really encourage you to find that song that makes you feel super special, super happy, super emotional in some way and apply that to your life. Share it with someone that you love and say, hey, have you heard this song? This song makes me feel some sort of way and I want to share that with you. I just really encourage every one of you to do that this week. All right, before I get too emotional on here, let's dive into some pop punk news. All right, so as promised, this week's news segment is going to be a full concert review of Waterparks the Property Tour. As you guys know, Waterparks is my favorite band ever, so of course I felt the need to follow them for a few of the tour dates. I'm from Minnesota, if you guys didn't know that, and honestly, I do get a lot of bands coming here, but sometimes Minnesota is one that they tend to skip, and it is extremely rare to get Minneapolis, Milwaukee, and Chicago in one tour segment. And that's exactly what Waterparks did. They toured Minneapolis first, then they went down to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and then they did two sold-out shows in Chicago. So, of course, I decided to do all four of those tour dates. And when I say that this was the most amazing concert ever, it was so, so cool, you guys. The really cool thing about following a water parks tour is even if you are seeing technically the same show every night, you really are not seeing the same show every night. Austin Knight is the lead singer of water parks, if you didn't know that, and he just has a super spontaneous, funky, very silly personality, and he tends to be a little unhinged on stage, and he loves interacting with the crowd, so... In between songs, especially if there's not a curfew that night with the venue, he will just talk, tell stories, interact, and just be super goofy. And that's part of the magic of going to a water park show. The property tour is the summer tour that Waterparks is doing to promote their brand new album, Intellectual Property, which is the fifth studio album from the band. If you're a longtime Waterparks fan, you'll know that Austin Knight dyes his hair every single album cycle to a color that fits whatever the themes of the album is. This album, Austin has his hair bright, hot rod, red. It is gorgeous. And everyone in the crowd has the same exact hair color. A lot of the really dedicated fans dye their hair to match whatever Austin is doing. So, for example... In the Double Dare era, he had blue hair. During Entertainment, he had purple hair. During Fandom, he had bright green hair. It was so cool. And then during Greatest Hits, he had rainbow hair. It was a combination of red, blue, and yellow, which were the colors for that album cycle. And finally, Intellectual Property, he has got bright red. Of course, to go with the bright red hair, Austin had an outfit and makeup every single night that matched the hair color. So every night he would come out on stage for the first song in this gigantic red winter jacket. It had like a fuzzy hood on it. 
it was super cool. And he did that for a dramatic effect, obviously. And then when he took the hood off, it revealed stars on his eyes, bright red stars. And a lot of the fans said that as well because he teased it on his Instagram before the tour. So me and myself, I also on the first night in Minneapolis, I put red stars on my eyes and it was just fun. It's a cool way to connect with the band and to make yourself feel like, yeah, I'm going to the fucking property tour is super cool. I think one of my favorite parts about this tour was how diverse the set list was. So obviously, Waterparks has five studio albums and three EPs. So that is a lot of music to try and fit into an hour and a half set. And of course, they try and fit as much as they can. It's usually somewhere around 15 to 23 songs, I believe. And the coolest part about this is that in the middle of the set, <laughs> it was labeled whatever the fuck Austin's doing. So basically, Austin would choose a couple of acoustic songs that weren't on the regular set list and he would play them for the crowd and oftentimes people would hold up notes on their phones or signs and basically ask for songs that they wanted him to play little bits of and it was amazing because it gave a little bit of a different set list every night and something unexpected and even a chance for you as a fan to get a song that maybe hasn't been played in many many tours that you would really love to hear live. But in addition to this very spontaneous segment of the tour, the set list itself, the regular one every night, truly was so diverse to every single era of water parks. They sang the song Crave, which came from their third EP, which was very early on in their careers, and even features Jeff, the guitarist. He has a little bit of a, a solo, a singing solo in that song, and... The crowd just goes nuts for that one. Everyone loves hearing Jeff sing because it doesn't happen very often. And it's just a super fun part of that song. The set list also included a lot of incredible songs from their third album, Fandom, including War Crimes, Reboot, Telephone, which actually was featured on a Netflix show. It was featured on Heartstopper last year. And Honestly, that made me so happy because they'd never played Telephone during the fandom tour. And honestly, I'm not sure they ever would have had this song not been a part of that show. And honestly, I think it's just such a fun live song. So I'm really glad that that ended up happening. Of course, they also played a lot of their biggest hits, Stupid For You, which came from Double Dare. And I Miss Having Sex, but at least I don't want to die anymore, which came from fandom. And that one ironically blew up on TikTok. And that's why they play that one at pretty much every tour now. They also played Royal, which came from Double Dare. And that one is a pretty popular water park song, but they took it off the set list for a while. But I'm really glad it's back. That one is a super special song and really fun to hear live. And of course, the reason for the occasion, Intellectual Property, the brand new fifth studio album from Water Parks, they included quite a hefty list of the songs from that album, which was so cool, um, including Funeral Grey, which actually came out a year ago, which is nuts. So that was kind of the beginning of this era, even though we didn't know the name of the album. We didn't know when it was going to come out. We just knew that we had a fun summer song, and that was Funeral Grey. So, of course, they played that one. That was actually their closing number, 
they ended with that one, which is a little weird because typically they end with Turbulent, which is from Fandom. And that one is a very heavy hitting, moshing, jumping, just totally losing your mind type of song. So they did play it, but they played Funeral Grey after, which in my opinion was a little weird. No shade to water parks, obviously. I love the song, Funeral Grey, but it just felt weird as as a closing set. So that's just my opinion. Maybe let me know what you guys think as well on social media or however you want to let me know because I'm, I'm just curious what people think about that. They opened the set with Starfucker, which is the first song off of Intellectual Property, and then they went straight into Numb, which is off of Greatest Hits. Now, the thing I found very interesting about this set list is Greatest Hits is Waterpark's most recent album before Intellectual Property. And it also is the longest album, sitting at 17 songs. And the weird part about this is that Numb is the only song off of Greatest Hits that made this set list. So that's a little interesting to me. I just wonder what Austin's priorities were if he wanted to make this more of a nostalgic set list and he wanted to include older songs. I'm not entirely sure, but what I do know is I'm a little disappointed from some of those songs being left out. But Numb, I think, was a very, very good one to put on the set list. It's super heavy hitting. It's super energetic. And it's just incredible to see live. Other songs off of intellectual property that were included on the set list include Brainwashed, Two Best Friends, Fuck About It, featuring Black Bear. Black Bear wasn't there, obviously, but they had his part playing during his verse, which I thought was super cool. All right. They also included Ritual, Closer, which is personally the saddest and more ballad kind of feeling song on the album, which I personally love so much. And then they ended the set with A Night Out on Earth and came back for an encore, of course, with Real Super Dark. And that sums up all of the intellectual property songs that they put on the property tour set list. This tour was definitely built for the longtime Waterparks fan or even someone who was newer to the band, which I think is so incredible. They put such a range of songs on there that anyone would be able to enjoy the set. So if you live in an area where tickets are not sold out yet, or if you're able to get one from someone online, of course, always be careful of scalpers, always be careful of scammers. Make sure you know who your money's going to if you're going to go that route. But if you are able to get a ticket to the property tour and you don't have one already, I highly recommend that you find your way to a show because it truly was an incredible and unforgettable show. I believe about 90% of this tour is sold out with quite literally very select cities that have tickets remaining. So if you are able to snag tickets, seriously, do it and go because it was amazing. Even the set was so incredible, this tour. They basically had a wall of screens with graphics that would change according to every single song, and it was decorated according to what era the song was from and all that kind of fun stuff. They even had a couple of staircases, one in which Otto Wood, who is the drummer, he was sitting on top of those stairs, and then Austin and Jeff would take turns kind of going up the other side of stairs, and it was just incredible. It's beautiful. It is 
a magical set and you guys will have an incredible time if you do make it out to the property tour. Waterparks will also be making it out to the UK and Europe this summer. They'll be with Stand Atlantic, which I am so jealous. They are like my number two favorite band behind Waterparks. So if you're from the UK or Europe, I highly recommend you get out there and you go see that tour because I will be living vicariously through you guys. That is going to be such a sick lineup. And also, speaking of lineups, I didn't even say yet who the openers were for this tour. So Honey is who is going to be on the entirety of the property tour in the U.S. They are like the main opener. And then the band decided to split up the dates with three separate openers that will be aiding them and Honey throughout the tour. Those three openers include Daisy Grenade, Elliot Lee, and Sophie Powers. So Daisy Grenade started off the tour, and you no longer can see them. They were for the first third of the tour, but they were absolutely incredible. They have two female lead singers who just have the best stage chemistry ever. They were totally rocking it out with each other, and they do a little bit of screaming. They have so much energy. They were so fun to watch. And then Elliot Lee is on the current segment of the tour. They are a super small musician right now. They are super fun, super quirky, very unique. They're non-binary, and they are not afraid to express who they are. This is their second tour ever, which I think is absolutely nuts. And I absolutely love their stage performance. I love everything they stand for. So if you're going to the next like week and a half or so of the property tour, you'll get to see Elliot Lee and get to see the magic of who they are. Finally, the last opener for the property tour on the last third is Sophie Powers. Now, I don't know anything about them, and I unfortunately won't be going to any of those shows, so I won't be able to give you any live feedback about them, but I'm sure they are absolutely incredible. Waterparks always picks amazing openers, so if any of you guys are going to that one, please let me know how the performance is. Let me know how you like Sophie Powers, and if it's someone that maybe I could interview in the future, that would be super sick. Finally, wrapping up general information about the property tour, Waterparks is going to be hitting up Australia, which I don't think they've done since like the entertainment tour, which was years and years and years ago. So if you're from Australia, absolutely make sure you check out where they're going to be hitting up and make sure you check out the property tour. It's going to be so incredible, like I've already said, and I'm so jealous. I've been to Australia one time and it was amazing. And if I could go again... I absolutely would. And if I got to see my favorite band there, even better. So make sure you check it out if you are from that part of the earth. Okay, guys, that is my concert review of Waterparks The Property Tour. I really hope that you guys get the chance to go out and see this tour. It was absolutely incredible. And like I said, I saw it four times and every single night was a completely different experience. And if you do find yourself going to multiple shows on this tour, I highly recommend you check it out from different angles every single night. Like I experienced it once on the barricade. I experienced it in the pit. I experienced it on the balcony. Like it is cool and you get to see all of the visuals the way that they were meant to be seen, which I think is amazing. So definitely make sure you check out any tour, to be honest, 
that you go to multiple shows of, make sure you check it out from all angles because you'll get a different experience and a different vibe, a different mood every single night. For more information on how you can be a part of Waterparks The Property Tour, make sure you go to www.waterparksband.com. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, it is time for our featured artist segment. I am so excited to share this band with you guys this week. So I actually don't have an interview for you because I have been so busy the last two weeks with the property tour and with the Somerset tour that I just haven't been able to confidently schedule any interviews. They are coming back. I promise. I just need to get my head in the game a little bit because it's been so chaotic on my side of the world. This band that I'm going to feature today is one that I've actually wanted to feature since the beginning of pop punk promo. And they don't exactly fit the bill of small artists. They fit the bill of more small to medium, if that makes sense. So they're pretty well known in the pop punk scene, but not necessarily within the world. And they are one of my favorite bands of all time. And I just really want to share them with you because they do have a female singer and they are some of the sweetest and silliest people I've ever met. And I personally just love their music so much. Without further ado, can I get a drum roll, please? This week's featured artist is Stand Atlantic. Stand Atlantic is a four-piece band from Sydney, Australia, and they originally formed in 2012. Although the band has gone through a lot of changes since 2012, they've gained and lost a couple members. They even changed their name. Now, the previous name doesn't really matter. All that is important is that currently their name is Stand Atlantic, and they are a four-piece rock band, currently consisting of Bonnie Fraser, who is the singer, David Potter, otherwise known as Jess Potter, the guitarist, Mickey Rich, the bassist, and Jono Panici, the drummer. Even though the band originally started around 2012, 2014, 2017 is the year that Stan Atlantic really became solidified as the band that we see it now. In 2017, Stand Atlantic signed to Rude Records, which really kick-started their career. On June 21st of 2017, Coffee at Midnight premiered on Triple J in Australia, and this inevitably was the lead single for their very first EP titled Sidewinder. This EP was inevitably announced a week after Coffee at Midnight's premiere on Triple J and then was released on September 15th of 2017. Following the release of Sidewinder, their very first EP, the band really started kickstarting their touring career. They began by supporting Newfound Glory later in 2017 on their 20 years of pop punk tour, and they were playing sold out shows all across Australia. The band very quickly began gaining a large following because Newfound Glory is a very popular pop punk band. And they were even featured in the September 2017 edition of Rock Sound Magazine, which is located in the UK. Now, almost every pop punk fan ever knows that Rock Sound is like the magazine you want to be in, especially for publicity and for knowing that you made it big. So this was pretty huge for them. Then they also supported Rome on their UK and Europe tour following this. 
And then they were also featured in Kerrang! magazine's hottest bands of 2018 the following year. Continuing on in 2018, Stan Atlantic just continues to grow more and more. They supported Knuckle Puck on their Australian tour in January of 2018, and then they even played Slam Dunk Festival in the UK. And this is a huge music festival. This is one of the UK's biggest pop punk and alternative festivals, which I would absolutely love to go to someday. I've been wanting to go for years. and I just don't have the funds to make it out to the UK to go to this. But one day, I swear I will make it happen. So yeah, Stand Atlantic got to play Slam Dunk in 2018 for the very first time. And this was huge for their career. Later that year, on September 4th, Lavender Bones premiered on Triple J as their very first single off of their debut album titled Skinny Dipping, and then inevitably, the band signed to Hopeless Records on September 5th of 2018, and this was huge for them. Hopeless Records is a very large record label associated with the pop punk genre, and I think to this day, they're still on Hopeless I will double check and get back to you, but that's insane for them. It is a huge record label. Upon researching right now, yes, Stand Atlantic is still signed to Hopeless Records, and their most recent single, Killer, was released through that label. On October 26th of 2018, Stand Atlantic's debut album, Skinny Dipping, was released. And you guys, this album has been such a crucial part of my life. I really, really enjoy it. It is definitely more of like a pop sound, pop punk for sure, versus like, mm, it's probably more pop rock than pop punk, but I really love it. And it's just very quintessential Stand Atlantic. The album features some of their biggest hits like Lavender Bones, Bullfrog, Skinny Dipping, and Lost My Cool. Now, a lot of you longtime pop punk fans probably remember this crazy thing called Warp Tour. And 2018 was the very last year that Warp Tour was around. And people were wondering if there would be anything kind of similar to it, anything to replace it, because it really did fall into the hearts of emo fans everywhere. And Luckily for us, summer of 2019, Sad Summerfest became a thing, and it has been running every single year since then. Well, Stand Atlantic was on the roster for Sad Summerfest on the very first one in 2019, and I was able to go to one of those shows. I had an amazing time, and that's actually where I found out about Stand Atlantic. That's where they came into my life. So I had a friend that really liked them at the time who went to the show with me and I really enjoyed Stand Atlantic's stage presence. I absolutely loved the performance they put on and I ended up seeing Bonnie outside of the venue and I said hello like hey I don't know you guys at all but you guys were amazing and she was so incredibly nice and it was just the best time. So this was another huge festival that Stand Atlantic was put on back in their early days. Very shortly after their run on Sad Summerfest, Stan Atlantic released a brand new single on September 16th titled Hate Me Sometimes, which honestly, this is probably one of my favorite Stan Atlantic songs ever. When it came out, I was absolutely obsessed. I would not stop listening to it. Like, this was the time that I started really getting into water parks too. So like, water parks and Stan Atlantic, these were like 
my bands at the time and Hate Me Sometimes just really solidified my love for Stand Atlantic. This song was inevitably the lead single on their second album and several more singles followed including Shh, Drink to Drown and Jurassic Park and inevitably their second album titled Pink Elephant came out during peak COVID on August 7th, 2020. Now, I absolutely fell in love with Pink Elephant when it came out, and with the album came an assortment of different music videos that I absolutely loved. For example, their song Blurry and then their song Jurassic Park. They have two separate music videos, but they absolutely go together. Essentially, each music video is the exact same thing happening, but one is very cheery and one is very dark. And it's something that you kind of have to watch to understand fully, but I really enjoyed that concept a lot and I really loved what they did with all the artwork and the story behind Pink Elephant. The really hard thing about the release of Pink Elephant is that it literally came out in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So everything was shut down. There were no shows happening. So essentially the band just released this beautiful masterpiece into the world and they had no ability to tour and promote the album that way so they had to rely on physical merch and streams and all of that and just hope that their album would gain some steam and gain some following you know even though they couldn't actually promote it with live shows. Despite the lack of live shows, Stand Atlantic just kept grinding it out and making new music for people to enjoy. So on April 29th, 2021, the lead single for the band's third studio album was released with the title of Death Wish, featuring the band Nothing Nowhere. Death Wish was a very interesting single for the band because it definitely represented a shift in the band's sound. There is a lot more electronic feel to it. It still is very classic pop rock and pop punk like the band has always been, but it just feels a little bit different. And then the fact that they have nothing nowhere on there, that added a little bit of an edge to the song. And it was honestly just beautiful. And I really loved the song when it came out. Death Wish got its time to float in space before we inevitably got more singles leading toward the third album. So the next of these singles was titled Molotov OK. And this one, when I said that Death Wish was different for Sand Atlantic, I honestly, I was wrong. Molotov OK is literally where the band sound shifted to what would be quintessential to their third album. This song features heavy shredding guitar, heavy driving drum beats, and Bonnie is just screaming her head off. Like, the first time I heard it, I genuinely had to sit there for like five minutes afterward and wonder what just happened because it's insane. It is definitely a mosh-worthy song. It is one that you want to pit hard in. So they generally like to end sets with this song, and it's incredible. It's amazing. But if it's not what you were used to for San Atlantic, it definitely came off a little strange at first, but it's really, really grown on me, and I really like this song. And then following Molotov OK, they released Pity Party featuring Royal and the Serpent. Now, this was the first time I'd ever heard of Royal and the Serpent. I didn't know who they were at all, but they are definitely an up-and-coming pop-punk band. They are getting 
a lot more publicity and a lot more following, and they also feature a woman as their lead. Following Pity Party, Hair Out is the last single on the third album before it officially was released. Finally, on May 6th of 2022, the third studio album from Sand Atlantic was released under the title Fuck Everything and Run, otherwise known as Fear for short. Personally, Fear has got to be one of my favorite albums from Sand Atlantic. It is so different from the previous albums the band has released. And in the best way, it is a lot darker. It's a lot heavier. It definitely falls more into the category of pop punk versus pop rock, which is what they were kind of doing before. And every single song is just so amazing. And you can definitely tell that their sound has evolved over the years. And this is by far the best work that the band has ever released. Throughout the era of Fear, Sand Atlantic did a ton of different tours, and I was actually very lucky to be able to see them a few times over the last couple of years. First of all, they toured with Set It Off, and this tour was amazing. It was part of the Elsewhere tour, I believe, for Set It Off, and Sand Atlantic opened along with As It Is, who was another pop punk band that's been around for a while. So I got to see Sand Atlantic, As It Is, and set it off at the same show. And it was honestly the best night ever. It was so cool. So that was definitely a highlight for Stand Atlantic. And then last summer, Stand Atlantic did their own headlining tour for Fear. And they came to Minneapolis. I got to see them on tour. And they played a bunch of songs from the new album. It was the best night of my life. I was literally front row. I had such an amazing time. There's a picture of me on Instagram, like literally rocking out on their Instagram page. It was the best night of my life. So next time they come around, you bet I am going to be going because they always put on the literal best live shows. And finally, the band's most recent single was released on February 3rd of this year, and it's titled Killer, but spelled like kill her. And honestly, I really like this one a lot. I don't know if it's my favorite San Atlantic song, but it's definitely a really good single. And I'm not sure where it's going to go, if it's going to be a part of a new album or anything, but it definitely was really cool to get some new music earlier this winter. If this is your first time hearing about Stand Atlantic, I have so many recommendations for you for where to start. So I'll just give you a few songs that would maybe pique your interest that kind of show exactly who the band is. So first up, Death Wish featuring Nothing Nowhere. I would definitely recommend that song to you. It is their number one streamed on Spotify, so it's very popular, but I personally just really love it as well. Next, I would recommend you listen to Coffee at Midnight. That was one of the band's first songs off of their first EP titled Sidewinder, and I would really recommend that one as well. It's very quintessential Stand Atlantic. Next, I would recommend Doomsday off of their brand new album, Fear. Now, Doomsday is personally my all-time favorite song from the brand new album. I think it's so cool. It's so driving and so fun, and that's why I really like that one a lot. And then I would also recommend Cabin Fever off of Fear. That one, there's a lot of screaming, a lot of rage, and it's just super weird and cool just in the best way. I would definitely recommend that. And then finally, I would recommend you listen to Hate Me Sometimes, which comes off of the band's second album, Pink Elephant. 
Hate Me Sometimes is the one that really caught my heart right after Sad Summerfest when I learned about Stand Atlantic. And I really hold that one close to my heart. And it just has a really good beat. It's really driving. It has amazing guitar. So I would highly recommend you give that one a listen if you've never heard of the band. As I mentioned, Stand Atlantic has incredible stage presence and they are so fun to see live. And lucky for you, they've actually got quite a few tours coming up this year that you guys can catch. Starting this summer, they are on the bill for Sad Summerfest 2023. Now, remember I told you guys they were on the very first one and that was where I found them and that was so amazing. So it's really cool that they're back on the lineup for this set. So if you are going to go to any of the Sad Summerfest dates this summer, I highly recommend you check out Sand Atlantic. They are so worth it. Next up, Hot Mulligan is a huge Midwest emo pop punk band right now. They have been gaining speed like no band I have seen recently. And they're doing a mini summer tour in the U.S. And they're bringing none other than Sand Atlantic along for the ride. So if you're attending any of those few shows that Hot Mulligan's putting on, make sure you go check out Sand Atlantic. I know you're going to have a great time. The U.K. and Europe you're up next. And Stan Atlantic is going to be doing some intimate headlining shows in June for you guys. So if you're in that part of the world, make sure you check it out. I believe there's only a few of those shows. So check to make sure if they're coming near you, you're going to want to check it out. And then they're going to be touring with water parks on the property tour in the UK this fall. So if you don't get the chance to see them at any of the intimate shows, make sure you check out the property tour because like I said it before, the property tour was fucking amazing and they're bringing Sand Atlantic on this leg in the UK and Europe. So get your tickets now. Make sure you check it out because it's going to be the best time ever. I guarantee it. All right, guys, that is all my information I've got on Sand Atlantic for you today. They are seriously one of my favorite bands of all time and especially right now. I love them so much. They've got an incredible, strong, silly female lead, Bonnie Fraser, and I'm just absolutely in love with them. If you want to keep up with them on social media, it is at Stand Atlantic on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you go on social media. And then you can also follow all of the members individually if you would like. They all like to post sort of similar but different content, and it's all very entertaining. One of my personal favorite things about Sand Atlantic is just how silly they are. They are just a bunch of goofballs and it shows like they don't take their lives too seriously. They don't take their jobs too seriously. You know, like they make incredible music and they take it seriously in that way. But they are just really fun people who enjoy life and enjoy what they're doing. And it really comes through when they're performing, when they interact with people, with the fans. They are so cool. So I really hope that you guys enjoyed my segment about Sand Atlantic today, and I really hope that you guys check them out and end up loving them as much as I do. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, unfortunately, this is where I'm going to have to leave you this week. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and you go give Sand Atlantic a good listen. And I hope you guys make it out to Water Parks, the property tour, because it was so fun and I had an amazing time. Yes, I did record this episode over the course of a couple of days and my voice has gotten a lot better, I think, since that first day. So if you listen back now, you'll be like, oh shit, yeah, her voice was terrible. But 
you know, that's what happens when you go to four shows for your favorite band and you're screaming every single lyric to every song. I will be getting more interviews out to you guys very, very soon. I just have to record them, obviously, and then edit them and bring them to you. So in the meantime, if you have a small band that you want to get some publicity on that you want to promote, make sure you shoot me an email at poppunkpromo at gmail.com or go to my website, poppunkpromo.com and fill out one of the featured artist inquiry forms and I'll get back to you within a few days and hopefully we can set something up. Please remember that I also have merch available. You can go to poppunkpromo.store if you're interested in picking up some stickers or a t-shirt or both. And I'm even thinking of doing a little bit of a summer collection with, you know, maybe some tie-dye shirts, maybe some crop tops. I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, We'll figure it out. But I will leave a poll in the bottom of the show notes here. So you can let me know what you guys would like to see for some summer merch because I'd really like to make it for you guys. And I want to give you more options for supporting the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Pop Punk Promo, please make sure you give it five stars on Spotify and leave us a little review. It really shows me that you guys are enjoying what I'm bringing to you and it gives me feedback to know what I can change, what I can do better, all of that good stuff. And if there's anything that you ever want to hear, make sure you send that my way and I will do as much as I can to try and incorporate some of your ideas into the show because this show is not just for me, it is for you. It It really is for you. I just want to be able to share good music with so many music lovers and I want to give you what you guys want to hear. So I can't do that without your help. So make sure you participate in the polls in the description of all of my shows and help me out on social media. Let me know what you want to hear. This is where I'm going to leave you today, pop punk enthusiasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you share this with a friend that you think would also enjoy it. I love so much having my little community of listeners sharing the episodes that inspire them with their friends. It really means a lot to me and it helps these artists that I'm helping to promote grow even more. New episodes of Pop Punk Promo release every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So make sure you check in every single week for a brand new episode. Until next week, stay safe, everyone. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you again in the next episode. See you again later.